Hello and welcome back to the other day of the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, like always, Claire J. And I'm Ayana Monet. Hey y'all. So we're just gonna jump right into the thing. Yes, yes, yes. So what I want to bring is I was scrolling through the internet and I saw this meme. It wasn't really a meme so much as it was a tweet that people, you know how people do. They make tweets memes. Hold on. One second. I'm so sorry. My cat is like aggressively needy right now. Like aggressively. Um, but back to what I was saying before I was disrespectfully interrupted. So if you know, if you don't know, the Oprah's conversation with Megan and Harry happened on Sunday night. Um, and this was March 7th, right? And so everyone has been really like interested in what Megan has to say. She didn't reveal anything. No one already thought about these people, to be honest with you. Um, Not any Black people anyway. So regardless, some things were said that made the world go and clutch their pearls, right? Mm -hmm. Because these people... They disrespected Megan. Now, I don't know Megan Markle, obviously. I don't know this woman personally, but to be a woman, a black woman in that institution and to be put in a position where you can't even defend yourself, you cannot defend yourself. And these People will lie to protect other members of the family. She said this out of her own mouth and it took me, I'm still processing it. She said they would lie to protect other members of the family, but would not tell the truth to protect her. Mm. Baby, if that's not the black woman experience, in a nutshell, you will lie to protect all these other people but you wouldn't tell the truth to protect a black woman. That hit me hard, hard. And then that was followed up by the first thing I saw when I got on Instagram today was the energy required to marry into a a white family, even if your partner individually is fantastic, is it worth it? Followed up by a response that said, for me, no. And as a mother, I think it's unbelievably unfair to bring children into a situation fully knowing their grandparents, cousins, et cetera, will be prejudiced towards them. I can't even imagine the internal battle that must be like. It's a big hell no for me. Mm. I understand asking the question. Yeah. I understand the response to the question. And I understand the people who 
find partners outside of their race and choose to love them and go on that journey of education and like commitment Mm -hmm. with them Mm -hmm. all sides are valid but like that particular response that particular question yeah yeah it hit me in the feels that's I've i've been known to date a white boy or Indian boy or whoever boy you know what I'm saying like I don't discriminate Mm -hmm. I would love to settle down with and marry a black man that is my preference but I don't exclude other men from getting the opportunity to get to know me and take me to do nice things um so yeah like I felt that I felt that being actively anti-racist is a requirement yes Yes. And then the fact that like the first part of what you said is it was saying that even if you're in a relationship that you're happy and I'm sure at the beginning or even that Megan is probably still very happy with hearing their relationship. But the fact that like he can't check his family the way that they need to be checked in order to protect his wife and his now family is nuts. And also um, I've heard a little bit about this. I've I've never really been too invested with the royal family ever, so I, I don't know too much mm-hmm. about the the story, but or the narrative. But I know some were kind of comparing her experience with his mother's, and um, and how you know what happened yeah. in her and experience so was he in the interview. That's wild. I, I just not I to, to, and can I tell you that to that same point people are so sick that they're sending threats talking about didn't end well for his mother not gonna end well for her either like yes people yes. are so insensitive it's so I... sickening so sickening and i mean i'm not even gonna say all of the disgusting things just out of the comment section like the comment section is just like a filthy trash place yes where like the dredges of society <laughs> go to like huddle together and just be trolls together like yes. they just aren't i totally agree Ill. but you know what also i think is if the roles were reversed that they would because people are questioning you know like i believe i don't believe any of this what's his name Piers morgan whatever mm. somebody over oh, there she's an just this whole thing from start yes. to finish was an act. Okay. And if if all this nasty stuff was coming out about Megan's family, oh, 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 yeah, oh yeah, this would not even be a conversation. Like things would be dealt. People would be exiled to the mm-hmm. desert. Like whatever. Never to be heard from again. <laughs> Yes. And that's just, that's just the reality, unfortunately, of it all is that in any situation, if the roles were reversed for anybody in a, that, that has any sort of pigment to their skin, it would not. The conversation would not be the same. It wouldn't be a conversation. No. Go to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. The pedophiles that they protect go to jail do not pass go, do not collect 200, like, the world does so much 
mental and physical gymnastics to overlook the contributions and the validity of Black women. Like, I mean, they really, like, they try. You have to try at this point to be that racist. Yes. Like, even with the, with, not to take the story off Megan, but, like, Serena Williams is another Uh, one. They Who is her good friend? She is, and she is in support of her friend. But it's just, like, they tore her up and down and continue to tear mm-hmm. her up and down and it's mm-hmm. like just to name one other black woman I'm, there's we could sit here all day and be oh, in yeah. discussion and we may and it's this and this, this may be a topic to me. yeah even bring which this could be a whole other topic but bringing up serena williams um something else i saw the other day naomi and serena played each other again mm-hmm. and whenever they play each other People make it out to be this rivalry, this this huge thing. One, Naomi ain't earned the right to be in a rivalry with Serena. She's amazing. Don't get me wrong. No one can refute that. But she's not earned the right to be in competition or to even be put on the same level as Serena. Mm -hmm. She said that herself. And she said that for her, it's never a rivalry. And it's always just like, it's exciting. And it's a good time because she knows that Serena is going to support her. And at the end of the day, no matter which of them wins, it's going to be a win for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so for her to be as young as she is and have that perspective and to have that, that kindness about her and to not play into those games. Mm-hmm. But to still be every single time she goes to play her idol. Yeah. Having to see those articles of, of her being like the young girl who's going to steal her. And we're not going to get into all the colorist things of making the, the darker, taller woman the villain in this. Yeah. Who's never been mean to anyone ever that we know just she she's about her stuff as she learned from her father growing up like Mm -hmm. be about your craft and tennis is her craft and you can't take that away from her and she excels in her craft she is one of the greatest athletes of all time hands down period yes no if ands or buts about it and people won't let her have that they won't let her just be the greatest that there ever has been society you know yeah like we make everything a competition yes and there has to be winners and losers and it's like i'm just existing yeah. <laughs> I'm like just every day i exist is a win okay mm-hmm. so like just let me let me do that yeah let me do that so mm-hmm. yes i think that wraps up what we have for our the other day segment now Jumping into this week's topic, we just kind of wanted to talk about just this time in our lives, where we are, what we're doing. Um, When this episode airs, it will be the week of our 27th birthday, and we ain't spring chickens no more. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be spring, but it'll be spring. Mm -hmm. So... We want to talk a little bit about 
what is 20 setting looking like for us? What does this mean? What, what did we think we were, we would be by now? All of those things. We want to, we want to share that with you all. So, so just hopping right in, Claire, what did you think 27 would look like? And what is 27 actually looking like for you? In my mind, 27, I'd have been married for two years by now. So the married by 25, which it was, a, I know a lot of me and my friends said growing up. So I'd have been married for two years in some sort of career that I'm happily enthralled in, in some home, you know, doing what I want to be doing, happily doing that. Um, 27 looked like for me, I don't think I said kids yet, but I wanted to say kids before 30. So I think I, I always said I kind of wanted to be married and enjoying my husband for that time. Um, just kind of like your ideal of what you're, su you're supposed to feel like you're air quotes I'm doing you're supposed to feel like you're doing by 27 um by different things that we've kind of been shown and uh displayed over our lifetime of what we should be doing at this time now 27 looks like for me I'm still living at home <laughs> <laughs> which was most definitely not in any of my plans not that I dislike that that just I don't think anybody past college thinks about living at home, but who would have thought that all of, you know, 2020 would have happened? Who would have thought that Ooh, no how much that, that you get paid after college is chump change and you have student loans to pay back? You have after 26, you have to get your own car insurance. You have to pay your own medical insurance if you're at a job and all this money that keeps coming out of your paycheck. And you like, okay, so I'm supposed to pay bills with this two cents and still get groceries and all of these, it's just dwindling. So just I could have never- pennies together and figure it out. <laughs> I never would have imagined that. So I know a lot of people are probably at home or in- different situations or have several roommates that they never would have thought at 25 or 27 that they would have had. Um, so I, I am, I do have a job, so I can gladly say that I still have a job. I've been employed. Um, but I think 27 for me just really is having more confidence for who I am and who I am in this moment. I think it's just learning to live for Claire and Claire only. Um, like I said, when you had this idea or how I had the idea for what I would be at 27 or 25, it was more so people pleasing and what you're supposed, you're supposed to have uh, achieved by that time. And once I kept getting later and later into my 20s and I wasn't accomplishing these things that I had set for myself through the goals that other people set for me, I was like, I'm devastated. And I was in just a depressive spiral. And so just being confident in the 27 and the person that I am, that I'm working my behind off for many different things that I want in my life and 
it's okay. It's okay to be in this spot because it's not like I'm just sitting around looking for handouts. Like I have worked hard for this space that I'm in for the, the jobs and the friendships and um, just the mental clarity and the peace that I have over my life. Now I work so hard for that. And um, just to be confident and continue to, to be Claire and who she is. So that is 27 for me. Um, I will say for me, what I thought 27 was, I don't know if I really thought about 27 prior to college, because what for me, I never really see my future. It's really hard for me to see that far into my future because I'm just I make like 10 year plans and that's about as far out as I go. Um, so, and that's something I'm, I'm working on of like trying to like really see what I, what I aspire to. Um, but I will say for me, I thought 27 would be different. I thought I would be in a doc program or done with a doc program by now. I've not even started a doc program yet. Um, so there's that. I thought that I would be in some sort of relationship. I wouldn't say married, um, maybe in a serious relationship because I don't really, I've never really thought about getting married prior to being 30. Um, I don't want to be married prior to being 30, to be honest with you. Um, so not, but I would be in some sort of serious relationship. I have yet to be in a serious adult relationship. Um, the other people I've been in those relationships with might think differently, but I'm going to say that those were not serious adult relationships. Um, those were my childhood friends. And <laughs> I think that I, I just saw myself being a lot more settled, I think in general, I think that's the word I would use for how I envision 27 is settled and what 27 actually is, is transitioning. Yeah. And 27 is that transition. I feel like it's about to be that transitional year between being my, being my, in my twenties and being 30. Yeah. Um, because I'm at this point, I'm 30. <laughs> I'm just claiming it and I'm claiming it because I'm ready to I'm ready to transition out of my 20s my 20s were rough <laughs> and they were tumultuous and I'm done I'm done with my 20s and so I'm looking forward to 27 I'm looking forward to this this transitionary feeling that I'm having like I feel like I'm building up to something right now and I'm not quite sure what's on the other side of 27 but I'm excited about what's on the other side of 27 like Claire said like I really am doing more to focus on myself and pour into myself and center myself and make myself my number one priority and so I really think that that is what 27 is looking like for me. 27 is looking like selfishness, is looking like 
carefreeness. It's looking like going after my goals. It's looking like happiness. It's looking like therapy. Mm. It's looking like a lot of things. Yeah. 27 is looking like a year of possibilities. I, and I think that's going to be the theme. That's going to be the theme of 27 for me. I dang don't know how old I am when people ask me now. I have to, so. I'm really glad you said that. Somebody <laughs> asked me how old I was the other day and I had to be like, um, I don't know. I spent all of 26 in the house. I don't know how old I am. Right. Can I get 26 back? Cause I really like, can't, right. Can I be 26.5? Like I, 26, Some, like a little asterisk. Yeah. Like, like it was 26 oh. but last year was a leap year so the older i get the more you. i'm taking care of my skin as a unit not just my face but mm-hmm. like the whole thing all your skin whole, all my skin <laughs> all your skin yes like i got me a little a foot scrubber a exfoliator i exfoliate my feet I'm sure my man appreciates that because they do be feeling pretty. I can't. (laughs) But just loving on yourself, but just like taking that time. Because I think, uh, I know the last season, Yana was just talking about even before your 20s, but it just kind of seems like a big blur. Like we were, Mm -hmm. when you were, eight you couldn't wait till you were 10 and then when you were 10 you wanted to be 16 and you just wanted so much to be to that next thing and then when you got there you were like this is (laughs) that's what it is and then when you got to and when my dad said oh he's always told me like once you get to 21 it's like somebody puts their foot to the to the gas and you just lose all track of time and and then you wake up and you're 55 years old and that's probably been the truest (laughs) thing my dad's ever said I don't even remember what I did when I was 21 I quite sure I probably didn't go to no bar because I've never been a drinker but I can tell you exactly what you did at 21 oh (laughs) (laughs) I was there when you get later in your your years you start to kind of appreciate that year and like I'm 27 I'm gonna be 27 I'm not gonna look forward to this next year I'm just really gonna live in that moment and honestly be Mm -hmm. grateful that you were able to to live (laughs) another year you know yet let alone you know wake up the next day but I lived a whole 365 and I think for me I've always been that I've always been that person of like looking forward to the next milestone and really not living in my moment yeah and that's the thing that I really am changing over this past few months of like just doing some self-work of like living in my moments and like when I'm with my friends talking about like this is the last time we're gonna all be in this moment together mm-hmm. feeling how we feel yeah and, and I had one of those moments a couple of weeks ago where I was just like we didn't know it then but that was the last time that we were going me and my friends were all going to be able to like all be in the same place together and we were all going to be able to like enjoy each other's company relax have a drink have a laugh you know what I'm saying rant about the bullshit you know the last time and we didn't even know it was going to be the last time because various people you know have started to move on 
mm-hmm. and transition to their next adventure. And so mm-hmm. it's just, you never know when you're going to lose moments. And mm-hmm. so I think if I've learned nothing in my short although sometimes it feels like long (laughs) life I think that if I've learned anything in this short amount of time I've been on the earth it is like we have to value our moments while we have them because those moments are fleeting and those people are not going to be here forever so yeah, I think twenty I think twenty six taught me a lot of things because of because of COVID and having no other choice but to deal with my BS. You know, I had to confront myself in ways I was unprepared for, mm-hmm. and you learn a lot. You learn a lot when you choose to do the work, and I'm I'm proud of where I see myself going. Again, possibilities. I believe that concludes our episode. So as always, if you have anything that you want to add, elaborate on, if you want to elaborate on our uh, the other day topic or the actual podcast topic, let us know on our social media platforms. You can find that in the show notes below. You can always leave us a voicemail, all of that good stuff. So we do have a Black business we want to shout out. This business is called Legendary Roots and Roots with a Z. So R-O-O-T-Z. This is a company that was created by a Black woman. Her name is Raven Nicole. And on their website, it says Legendary Roots was created due to a need for representation and a safe space for the Black community. Our purpose is to reclaim our history and celebrate Black culture through powerful apparel apparel and accessories and I have been following her on Instagram for years now I haven't had Instagram for the longest time but for the amount of years that I've had Instagram I'm quite sure I've been following legendary roots now I haven't bought anything from them yet but I've made I've I've made it as far as confirmed this order and I just didn't do it because I needed that money for something else (laughs) slightly more important but definitely has some very good items on there she has clothing from t-shirts to hoodies to um mugs and Mm -hmm. just different sorts of yeah just different sorts of things that just make you want to be in love with your melanated skin to appreciate that Uh, she has buttons stickers um just floor mats, door mats, like all different types of stuff for anything that you were looking for in your space, office space, bathroom, whatever, she's got it. And I would definitely recommend going over there and supporting this black young woman on her, her journey. And um, that's pretty much all I have to say about Legendary Roots. You have anything to say about Amiyana? I know you've been following her too. Yeah, no, I've, I've always just been a fan of the business and the branding, love the merchandise. Honestly, a lot of these companies that have come out since, No Tino no Shade, have copied. Um, yes. Have copied Legendary Roots. Um, and so give credit to the source. Yes. Give credit where it's due. And Legendary Roots has been doing this thing 
for a good little minute. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I support, I stand. Um, I know friends who've gotten stuff from there. Again, I've typically in the past been, like Claire said, I've gone to confirm order, mm-hmm. but I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Because the issue is I always go on there and I want to buy a bunch of stuff. Yes. But I need that money. Yes. For other things. So I'm probably going to make an order and buy myself something for my birthday. That's probably going to be what I do. Yes. I probably I've do. really been wanting to support this business. So yes. I'm going to. And by the time this episode comes out, I'm probably going to have already placed an order. So. Yes. And you know, if you want to support your girls for our birthday, by all means. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ayana, when's your birthday? Uh, March 19th. Okay. Yes, we got a yes, March yes. 19th and we have a March 22nd. All right. So if y'all want to, to spoil us, send us a gift card, anything. Again, you have our socials. I send us a little DM. We will gladly gladly we accept all gifts (laughs) (laughs) like i I, who am i who am i to turn down a loyal fan okay i'm not i'm not i'm not above it i'm not above it we appreciate you all as always we do we love you again if you're a new listener old listener thanks for tuning in and spending your time with us today We want you to remember that you are somebody because God, the higher power, Allah, or the universe does not make no mess. None. Period. Period. See y'all later. Bye, y'all.